Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Hired Graduate Podcast. I'm Jason Hilliard, your host, and our goal as a show is to talk about getting into and through college and navigating the what's next with as little debt as possible. We talk about a range of college and career topics with directors of college admissions, career services, counselors, authors, and professionals. Show notes, helpful links, and artifacts for all of our episodes can be found at our podcast page at www.hiredgraduate.com. Subscribe to our show at iTunes or Android, share this episode with a friend, and give the podcast a rating. That's how the show will be found by others and stick around. Hired Graduate is all about graduating college with a job and no debt. So let's get started. Looking forward to this podcast episode as we'll be talking with Greg Zeiser, Vice President of Admissions and Financial Planning at Elon University in Elon, North Carolina. There will be a typed transcript of all questions and answers available at our show notes at www.hiredgraduate.com. In this 25-minute discussion with Greg, one thing that stood out to me was our discussion of engaged students in the faculty and the importance of mentors in students' lives. Some of the things we cover in this interview are the Elon commitment when discussing the school's strategic objectives, the commitment to study abroad, what advice for high school freshmen starting today to get them admission to a school like Elon, things people might not know about Elon, the close-knit community between faculty and students, a day in the life at Elon, engaged learning, and the high internship rate and opportunities for students. So you can see this episode is packed with some great information. Now, on to our interview. Hi, welcome to this episode of the Hired Graduate Podcast. I am your host, Jason Hilliard, and today we will be interviewing the Vice President of Admissions and Financial Planning at Elon University, Greg Zeiser. Now, for those of you who don't know, Elon University is a private university founded in 1889, located close to North Carolina's primary high-tech region, the Research Triangle, in Elon, North Carolina, on a 636-acre campus. Elon is home to more than 6,000 undergraduate students. Although about 25% of students come from North Carolina, the school has students representing 49 states and 50 countries. Elon offers 60 undergraduate majors and also has enrollment of over 700 in programs for law, business, and medicine. The school has a 78% four-year graduation rate, ranking them in the top 10% in the country for private universities. 74% of Elon graduates have at least one international study experience. This is against a 1% national average for international travel and study. This is often combined with internships, research, or service. In addition, Elon's Study USA program includes opportunities to study in Los Angeles, New York City, Washington, D.C., Hawaii, Alaska, and other locations. On the line, we have Greg Zeiser, the Vice President of Admissions and Financial Planning at Elon, I understand Greg was a student at Elon in the 80s and has been in Elon's admissions department for over 20 years. Thank you, Greg, for taking the time out of your busy schedule right in front of a big holiday week and in the middle of your admissions time period. Glad to be here. Thank you. You bet. I see that we've just we're we're kind of in the early admissions period. We've passed the uh, I think the early decision and early action deadlines, and Mm -hmm. you are. You know, I think the next major deadline is the regular admissions deadline in January 10th, but you've already started making some decisions, so I'm sure your staff has been pretty busy this time of year. We have. In fact, uh, our early action, which is typically our largest pool, uh, releases this evening. Uh, So we're typically scheduled for December 20th. We're going to post a little bit early by doing so uh, 
for this evening. So, yep, it's been a busy, it's been a busy couple of weeks. And I, I understand that you've typically have about ten, over ten thousand applications uh, that come in Correct. on an annual basis. Correct. Okay. Right. That's amazing. It seems like a large volume of applications to process in your office. How do you, how do you guys manage that? Well, you know, the busiest um, the, of the three application pools, early decision, early action, and regular deadline, early action is the one that is the largest for us. This year, it's, uh, it's about 6,200 applications. So from November 10th to December 10th, roughly, we are literally reading um, at a at a, at a good pace uh, in order to uh, make sure we get to know the applicants, identify the, the students who are, I think, best suited for this kind of uh, environment and uh, in terms of the uh, engaged learning that we offer at Elon. And so it, um, it, it's probably, you know, a lot of times people say, well, this must be a busy time for you. I would say that in a, in a successful admissions operation, um, it's often a busy time, but probably that period of time between November 10th and December 10th, uh, when we're reading the largest number of applications in a concentrated period of time. Uh, it's all hands on deck. We have a great staff full of people who uh, really love getting to know the students that they're, they're working with. And uh, I think that, that motivates us all to, to really uh, to develop the, the um, admit pool that we're looking for. Great, great. Uh, just what are some strategic objectives of Elon University at the moment? What are you looking sure. for? Yeah. Well, one of them that you've already mentioned is, you know, we have a strategic plan that we really live by Elon. The, the strategic plan is called the Elon Commitment. Um, one of the things I love most about this environment is we we live our strategic plan. So all the meetings, all the conversations that we have are always surrounded by the pillars of the strategic plan. And one of those, well, there are, there are several, but one of them is... Um, an unprecedented commitment to diversity and global engagement. And, and while that is uh, probably not going to sound unique uh, in today's college and university environment, I will say to you that that has um, really helped us transform the Elon community. Um, we've been working in this decade to double need-based financial aid. Um, we have just about done that. Um, so we will have accomplished that by the time uh, 2020 rolls around. We will have tripled the number of international students at Elon. Um, we have, I think, overall done a, a, a good job at making sure that uh, by doubling need-based financial aid, we have diversified the university by um, expanding um, the number of, of students at uh, different, uh, uh, from different backgrounds who can come and experience this kind of place. And I think the other strategic thing that we're really focused on that you've already referenced is the commitment to global education. We have, uh, as you mentioned, 74% of our students spending at least one term abroad. Our goal in this strategic plan is 100% access to study abroad. And so what we've done is we've, we've studied who is not able, who, who historically has not studied abroad at Elon and, and why, and then what do we need to do to make it possible for students to study abroad? And, Two of, those, two of those things, one has been cost. So we've invested a lot um, in seeking scholarships to help support students to um, study abroad for a semester or for a winter term. Um, and another thing has been a focus on, uh, we recognize that oftentimes athletes or performing artists, uh, students who are really invested in these particular areas where schedules and seasons 
prohibit them from getting away from campus, developing programs where different athletic teams and different groups of students are studying abroad for maybe more concentrated periods of time, but ensuring that they are able to have the same kind of experiences that non-athletes and non-performing artists have at the university. And we do, we do that because we know that study abroad is the single most important um, uh, eye-opening uh, experience, I think, that uh, an education can provide. Getting outside your comfort zone, understanding that uh, the United States perspective is just one small uh, lens on the world, and, and really encouraging students to understand uh, the world beyond the world that they've been, they've been part of. So even our international students who are studying abroad here as undergraduates take advantage of study abroad in a, in a part of the world that they're um, less familiar with. Wow, that that is great. And I know that I didn't personally do it back in college. It was available to me. Uh, my brother, who was two years younger, uh, he actually did. He went to Dominican Republic for a semester. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that being in that environment, a third world environment, he had limited electricity and, and those types of things that really opened his eyes to, to thinking about the world beyond where he lived. And I think that he came back just a completely different, motivated, driven, uh, you know, student and, and person ready to go into the world. So I definitely can can see from first person testimony the, the huge value uh, being able and then having it be a strategic objective of Elon, I think 100 percent access to, to students and then thinking through the cost component and then those different students or, or group of students that may not normally be able to because of schedule constraints, such as athletes and those in performing arts. I think that's just that's fantastic. So uh, great goal. And, and the reason why your school has such a high rating for for study abroad. So uh, that's just, I think, a tremendous opportunity uh, for students. Uh, what? So let's just shift gears. There's a lot of students that are interested in a school like Elon. What what advice would you give to high school freshmen today that may help them gain admission to a school like Elon? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think first and foremost, the, the media creates this sense of um, or create a sense of um, admission offices being uh, environments where even in today's world, um, a group of people are huddled around a conference table and they're, they're reading applications or they're saying yes or no to students whose applications they've read electronically. And, and I will say to you to some degree that, that that is the case. But one thing I want all students to know is that regardless of the school, when you are applying for admission, you are applying to the admissions office. Our goal is to admit students. I think we often, uh, you know, create this sense, whether it's us or the media, that, you know, schools are looking to to decline or reject applications. No, the goal is to admit students because, you know, we, we want for, for these students to have an experience that we think is, is really uh, one that they can have um, that can be trans- transformational. So I think that's one, a philosophy to, to recognize that the goal here is for students, for colleges and excuse me, colleges and universities to work with students as opposed to against them. And I think the other thing too is that all colleges and universities, certainly Elon, we're looking for students who um, will do a, a number of things. But academically, they're going to uh, take a challenging course load. We recognize that not every school and not every student is an AP student or an IB, International Baccalaureate student. 
does not mean that in this competitive environment that you can't be admitted to a college or university, a selective college or university without these kinds of things. Um, it, what's most important is for students to understand that our hardest work is to, to get the context to understand the environment, the educational experiences that have been available to the applicant throughout their high school career. Um, so if a school doesn't offer the AP, does that disadvantage them? Well, no, because if we, we can't, we wouldn't penalize a student necessarily for not having the opportunity to take um, an advanced placement curriculum. Same thing with the IB. Um, it's also important that, that, that students know that we're, we recognize that some students are better suited for, uh, you know, in some cases, college prep, but an honors curriculum, uh, and that their success in those that type of coursework uh, is is critical. Um, not every student has to be taking seven APs and be doing the IB diploma. Um, and I think the last thing I would say is, you know, from the outside of classroom experience. Everyone will tell you, every, every person like myself, a university admissions officer will, will say, you know, we're looking for um, students who have, um, you know, invested in some things outside the classroom. And, and I like to tell students that I would rather see a student do three or four things for three or four years throughout high school or longer, even before high school, than to do 10, to invest in 10 different activities and only do them for one year. Um, we're looking for depth, we're looking for breadth, we're looking for students who have done well in the classroom, but who are showing us through their application um, that they're committed to something. And how do we know they're committed to something? By their level of investment in uh, some of the activities and um, organizations and, and things that they do outside, the way they spend their time outside the classroom. Sure, sure. And I think that's, that, that statement is, is consistent with uh, a statement done during, uh, I think it was a 2011 Elon admissions video, Leo Lambert, your president, he made this, he made this mm -hmm. statement. A lot of people at Elon are very driven. They want to do things. They want to get involved. So I think that right. that's exactly in line with, with where you were, uh, where you're going. So I think that's important for, uh, you know, high school students to understand that it is, uh, you know, it is more than, uh, you know, how high your scores are or how, what your, you know, where your grade point average is. Those are very important factors, but the, uh, it's the whole student that you're looking at. And so I think that that makes a, I think a big difference for folks interested in, in understanding more about Elon. And what would you say a few things are, um, that people might not know about Elon. What what are some of those 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 few things that that, that stand out that, that differentiate and and maybe some some lesser known things about Elon? Sure. Well, I think Jason, you did a really good job uh, in your opening, sort of summarizing a, a lot of the the key attributes of Elon. I would say that oftentimes a lot of people are unfamiliar with our size. You you mentioned that we're over 6,000 undergraduates and 750 graduate students, but I think our size surprises people. Um, and frankly, 6,000 undergraduates, uh, there, are, there are not many schools our size. And what that allows for is um, sort of the best of both worlds, smaller classes, um, faculty who are incredibly accessible, um, but also uh, the breadth uh, of opportunities for students from across the globe, um, activities, 200 student organizations, NCAA Division I athletics. Um, so it's a, it's a, and the campus is um, really designed for collaborative learning um, and, and that sort of thing. I, I would say this, 
Elon is all about relationships. Relationships between students and their professors, students and staff, students and alumni. Um, if you if you really assess, and there have been a lot of there's been a lot of research to this, uh, uh, and the, the highest quality education comes from the highest level of attention and engagement. Um, and and what that means is that this is the kind of place where we have this program. You probably read about it, and and a lot of people talk about it. Every Tuesday morning at Elon University, we have a program called College Coffee. And College Coffee is nothing but a 40-minute community gathering time where students, staff, and faculty come together for breakfast, uh, coffee, hot chocolate, donuts, fresh fruit, that sort of thing. It's been going on longer than I've been at Elon. But what I love about it is that a senior in, at Elon can see their first-year English professor and that English professor will still know their name and uh, still remember where they're from. And they'll strike up a conversation. Uh, and what, they, what the student recognizes is that, oh, wow, I was really more than just someone in your class. I'm, I'm someone that you remembered. Um, and, and I think when it comes to mentoring, um, Elon faculty are the best. They're, they're teacher, scholars, and mentors. They teach first, they do a fair amount of research, um, but they're also mentors to students. And research will tell you that if a student has at least one mentor, um, if we all have at least someone that we feel we can go to as a mentor in our lives, particularly at the undergraduate level, um, we're going to be, um, there are gonna be greater opportunities for success, whatever that next step may be. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And that was my experience in college. I had mentor. I had several mentors. It, it, I, it was uh, we had a chaplain of our uh, social fraternity. He was a Jesuit priest. And uh, I definitely went to him for uh, some of that side of things where you're at school away from home and you were, you know, if you were scared or concerned, I was able to share those types of thoughts and, and things with with my with him. And it was it was comforting knowing I had that level of you know, openness, uh, and, 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 uh, that, that was, that was huge for me. And as a finance major and I got into school of business, I got to know the faculty and the administration and, and those different teachers that, you know, the finance teacher, I got into an honors course for portfolio practicum where we managed a part of the endowment fund for Creighton and mm -hmm. that teacher who selected me through interview process, uh, this was a, uh, uh, both semesters, senior year, 7.30 to 8.20 a.m. class. That was, you got to be committed as a, as a college senior to be going through two semesters of, of those early classes. But he was a huge mentor to me and really advised me uh, on the area of finance. And, you know, we studied uh, fundamental analysis and Benjamin Graham and Warren Buffett was in our, in our backyard there in Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. So we did a lot of that uh, discussion and he was open and available. And I think if you have a, that level of engagement and you have that level of openness at Elon and have every Tuesday morning college coffee and you're able to engage in me and, and, you know, get those mentorships, uh, going, I think that's just a, a great, great experience for, for students. So that is just really, really good to hear. I think that's definitely positive. Uh, so Greg, give me a glimpse of like a day in the life of, of Elon. If I was to go on your campus, <laughs> let's just, let's just, let's just paint the picture where, 
full full swing into a semester. Uh, let's call it a nice day. It's a it's a it's a good day out. I'm outside. I think your student union center is 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 it the Mosley uh, student the union Mosley center? center? Okay. Right. So if I'm around there, if I just if there's a bench or a seat, I sit down on and, and just observe and listen for an hour. What am I seeing? Hmm. I like that question. Yeah, I think you're. Uh, I'm I'm thinking of first of all, North Carolina in the spring is uh, absolutely close the closest thing to perfection weather-wise I can imagine. So um, I'm envisioning lots of students playing frisbee on the lawn. I'm seeing um, students, uh, you know, running back and forth from class to to different student organizations, uh, meetings and things that they have. Um, you may see students uh, maybe in a coat and tie um, getting ready to go to an internship. Um, you're also going to see professors and students talking to one another, maybe over coffee on the patio of the Mosley Center. Um, you're going to see students going to the fitness center. Um, you're going to see it's kind of that's one of the wonderful things about a college campus is the vibrancy of um, people going here, there and, and, and really everywhere. But I think more than anything, you're probably going to notice um, a sense of camaraderie among the students and a similar sense of familiarity and comfort between um, students and, uh, and faculty. And I would say this too, you might see a tour group. Um, I love this about Elon. You might see a tour group going by and uh, you might have professors and, and other administrators stop and, and speak to a tour and just you know welcome people to campus. So it's, it's really a, um, kind of a, a, a nice vision as we sit here on, uh, on a cold day in December and, and think about uh, what uh, the spring semester will look like. Could, couldn't agree more. Uh, it does sound it does sound nice. So I appreciate that. Uh, what what would you say the types of students that do best at your school? How, how would you how would you classify them if you had to? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm asked that a lot too. You know, it, I I hesitate to say that there's any one type of student who uh, who um, is most successful at Elon. I, I will say this that engaged learning, which is experientially based, um, which is all about providing students access to you know, some of our signature programs like undergraduate research, um, again, driven by faculty relationships and service and, and internships and, and global study. I think that those, those, ten, those types of experiences that are engaged learning experiences tend to draw on a student who um, is really interested in, in being busy, heavily involved, and getting the most out of an educational experience or a college environment. So that's not to say that a, you know you have to be an extrovert or terribly outgoing, but I would say the student who does, does is looking for a college experience that is going to really challenge them both in the classroom from the perspective of uh, there's a, a fair amount of group work. Why? Um, because in any uh, graduate school or professional setting, people are going to work in teams, and you, you need to learn to be comfortable working in teams. You're going to do a lot of presentations. Um, so I would say because you're going to do a lot of presentations at the graduate school level and in a professional environment. And so the, the educational experience here is really in a lot of ways designed to obviously prepare students for what's for life after college. So I think the student who is not afraid of that kind of thing or recognizes that that's going to be incredibly valuable to them uh, throughout their career 
um, and life after college is uh, the student who is, is probably most drawn to the Elon campus. Right, great. What would you say, so that, that, that's good, that's real good information. In terms of, um, you mentioned a couple times, internships, experiential learning, um, I, the rate of internships that you have available to students when I was just researching was uh, super high. I think I saw, uh, what was it, 92% of students complete internships. Is that an accurate, how, how, so how is that, that just seems... So do you have connections to companies through the research triangle? Like where are students getting these internships and, and this experience? Sure. Yeah. Well, we obviously think that, uh, again, in a place like Elon that values experiential engaged learning is going to, you know, really focus on internship uh, experiences. So we have a student professional development center at the university. This is this is career services. Uh, 25 years ago, uh, it just moved into the 21st century. So this is the way it works at Elon. Um, the Career Center or the Student Professional Development Center is designed to prepare students early in their college career to be advocates for themselves uh, and to be uh, primed and ready for a professional experience. So whether that means resume techniques, interviewing techniques, etiquette, uh, you know, networking kinds of environments. Um, the Student Professional Development Center does that as well. There's also in each of the professional schools at the university, someone, there's a career center in each of the professional schools um, so that there's someone who is developing networking um, with employers across the country and frankly across the globe uh, to uh, create internship develop relationships to uh, encourage internship experiences for Elon students. So the business school requires an internship. Well, we can't say you're required to do an internship unless we have someone out there helping students find those internships or helping develop connections for Elon students. Same with the School of Communications. Um, the School of Education, obviously, all students are required uh, for teacher education to do um, a student teaching experience, and that's not the first time students are outside the classroom actually working with students. And then the College of Arts and Sciences, uh, which is Elon College at Elon, has uh, staff members in the Student Professional Development Center who travel and develop uh, connections for the university. We utilize our alumni, we utilize our parent connections um, to, to help really um, increase the number of opportunities for students. So that's why it's so high at Elon, because we see the success. All right, that about does it for this episode of the Hired Graduate Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it and found it useful. Greg provided valuable insights that should be helpful for both parents and students as they navigate the college admissions process and consider Elon for their college destination. I think this school is a tremendous college for students coming from anywhere and is worthy of a closer look. Show details can be found on our blog at www.hiredgraduate.com. The article contains the podcast link, show notes, a transcript of the show, and links to the many resources and items mentioned in the episode. Please help the show by going over to iTunes and leaving a positive rating and review. It takes just a minute, and the feedback helps the podcast be seen in iTunes. Also, glad to take comments on which colleges, questions, or topics you would like to hear about, and we will work on addressing in upcoming episodes. Follow me at Hired Graduate on Twitter for announcements of new blog articles and podcast episodes, and sign up at our website, 
for an email to be distributed no more than one time per week that contains a listing of blog articles, podcast episodes, featured colleges and careers, and other key information and tips. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to be awesome.